podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is the Fatback Four. I'm Gav, Emma, Keith, and Johnny. Join me on this Sunday night as Liverpool went to Molyneux yesterday and beat Wolves by three goals to one, but that does not tell the whole story. Um, this evening, we're going to talk about the fact it was on a half 12. We're going to talk the team that was put out, uh, the first half, the changes, the second half, uh, Salah and his ridiculous fucking uh, goals and assist return. And I look forward to um, European football um, during the week with Europa League kicking off away to LASK, isn't it? LAS, LASK. Yeah, Um, one of them lads. Um, But we're going to do that. Anyway, uh, let's see how the lads are. Shawnee, how are you? Good. Yeah? Good. Um, Can't complain. I think a good weekend results-wise around the league. Um, Again... The only thing worse than a twelve thirty kickoff is a twelve thirty kickoff away after an international break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I can't imagine anyone enjoys them. To be honest with you, it's like people who tell you they enjoy doing ten k jogs. They're fucking liars. <laughs> um, so they just enjoy telling yeah. you about. Them. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's exactly it. Keith. They just say, "Oh, you know, that was." Wasn't that great crack that 10 yeah. player just ran Sounds there? Sounds horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you walk away there, John, and let me know how you get yeah. on. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think, uh, Text us uh, your time, John. <laughs> yeah, I think like, none, of us, none of us look forward to a 12 toward the kickoff in the best of weeks. I think after an international break with a few lads returning, it was always going to be a bit sticky. And I think... It's been made out that it was stickier than it actually was because having not seen the game when it was on live, I kind of made a comment on Twitter that, look, if you're playing shy and you're, you're winning, that's a good thing. But I don't necessarily think we played shy. I think the first half we were poor and then after watching the extended highlights, the second half we were, there was only one team in it. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good three points and I'm happy now for Liverpool to just kind of Mouth are under the radar the way they have been because the the media and everyone else seems to be happy enough to wank about Arsenal and Spurs and Ange Ball and, and Man City. So I think long may that continue. Uh, the brilliant start to the season rolls on. Mm. Keith, it's, um, how are you, first of all? I'm great, Gav. Yeah, I'm great. Great to be on. Haven't been on in a while. Yeah, um, they're hard to get. They're very busy. I am, yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Sunday night should be a given, Gav, but uh, yeah, it's been tough. The last time I was on, I think it was half cut as well, so yeah. I can't even remember see, that. See, this is what's happening. You see, you're getting older now, <laughs> and what happens is when you get older, you don't consider Sunday night a school, and you just go, ah, I'm old now. I could just yeah. go out with a few points, but you lost the run of yourself. Like. Yeah, it's, it's not that I select it. It's other things come on that it's not my organisation, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I had a football tournament with the... But you're not turning it down, Keith. You're not saying no. Well, Do you know what? Not I only am I not turning it down, I'm no. driving it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. but it's you're just a passenger in this car, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's 
it is what it is. But now, I, I, and genuinely, I don't like drinking on a Sunday. I know some people do. I blatant mm-hmm. hate it. But um, just a few things have, po- have popped up in that over the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, now good. Delighted to be back, which is uh, delighted the football is back because I fucking hate international football. And, you know, it, it breaks so early in the season. It's it's a pain in the arse. But I'm glad that Liverpool came back and kept the momentum going that they built up because Sean is right. It's been an excellent start to the season. We can look and say, you know, the Chelsea game in hindsight <laughs> might be looked at as drop points. But, it's always a tricky fixture. It's like Everton for us. You know what I mean? Manchester United, when they were shy, we'd still make it a tricky fixture. So you go in, you're taking away day out of that and you get what you get and you, you leave town with a point, you're happy. So I'm delighted with the start of the season. I'm delighted that we got back into the swing of it yesterday. And I agree with Shawnee that, you know, it was made out to be a lot harder than it actually was. Uh, mm, I'll, I'll we'll go back into that in a minute. Uh, Emma, how are you? How are you feeling after the game yesterday before we get into it itself? <coughs> Yeah, good. Um, twelve thirty is uh, the best kick, the best game to play at the, at the weekend if you win, and the worst game if you don't get a result. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, people won't believe me. As bad as bad as we were half, it's become a little bit of a trademark of ours now, isn't it? To to be poor and then it's nearly like rope dope. Now I said something stupid yesterday to friends of mine. I said it's nearly like it's a tactic to actually play within ourselves in the first half and then absolutely blitz teams in the second half. Um, I'm not fully writing that off just yet, but um, I just. The difference between second half and first half was night and day, like, and it was like, why can't you do that in the first half? And one, I know I've seen people saying Diaz changed the game, he probably did as well. It wasn't just that, it, something something happened. There was a definitely something said, and Sabazloy has said that our options is great as yeah. well. You have the options there to go. Sabazloy was interviewed by LFC TV after, and he <laughs> said, um, I read it today, and he was basically saying a half time, they were just saying, Look, the tempo. Um, the work rate because honestly all the Wolves were doing yesterday was, was out working us that's all they were doing yeah. like it wasn't like they weren't ripping us apart with brilliant football where you know the, we just couldn't get near them it was literally they were just working harder than us and Sabazloy said that at half time they spoke about the work rate um, they need to get the tempo up um, they need to get players on the ball and get playing and, and we've seen that in the second half but let's look at it because Shani you know we're, we're watching this European or international football for the last two weeks or whatever and the likes of McAllister, Nunes um, and others um, weren't coming back till I think it might have been towards the early towards the, um, you had got lads away with, with, with European teams as well and we knew Trent was going to be out from, from Klopp's press conference and we were like oh Nunes is travelling and stuff like that and we were wondering what team would go out um, but when you're seeing the team where you're like well that's what we have because no, sorry, let me reverse it a bit. The half 12 stuff, right? Because this is where it all comes from. So Klopp is volleying people in the in the in the um in the press conference again with regards to half twelve. And and somebody before we even come on said, please talk about the half twelves. Now, this might bore a lot of people, so if it bores you, mute us or do something, but it has to be discussed. 12, 12, 12 30 kickoffs we've had since Yeah, because we're in Europe. I, I get that, but Johnny, this is after international breaks. I'll tell you exactly why it happens, right? And everyone else has six, by the way. We're not the only team in Europe. The nearest challenge, Everyone else is not Liverpool. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Everyone else is not Liverpool. And 
Liverpool would have an obligation to TNT. Uh, I think it's BT, TNT now who show the 12 to 40 games and they would be entitled to show X amount of Liverpool games per season. And I'm not sure how many different slots that they get. Mm-hmm. I think they get the odd 8 o'clock on a Saturday game. But with us being in the Europa League, still being in Europe, they tend to get your game in early so you have as much time to rest before playing on the Wednesday or the Tuesday or the Wednesday which is we ha- we've had 11 up until yesterday which was yeah. 12 so that's guess, why guess when number 13 is yeah, it doesn't matter Gav. It, it doesn't matter it's it's because it's it's the reason why we make more money on television than any other team in the league oh, I've no problem it, with being on television it gets poisoned that's, that's what it is that's it's literally us United you don't give a bollocks about City because they're not a, they're not a main needle mover. Like it's just it's the way it is. That's the way it, it's because you're Liverpool. It's as simple as that. It, and club come on until he's fucking blue in the face. But that's the way it is because at the end of the day, the book stops with the broadcaster because they're the ones who are keeping the fucking lights on in the Premier League. So there's nothing you can do. Sure, look, United, United would be as much of a needle mover as Liverpool. Why couldn't yeah. United and Brighton be a half twelve yesterday? Well, United no, is... no. You see, you see that. You see, my argument on this is there shouldn't be a half twelve, yeah. right? Well, that because, is a half twelve. Yes, yeah, but that's. But, but I get that. But what I'm saying is, right? Now. We're watching. We're watching half twelve, three o'clock, half five. Why can't they just do three o'clock, half five, eight? and then? Nobody has an issue because if you remember when the European stuff came around, I think there's other the gap, there's other like it's all tied into leagues all over Europe. It's like TNT might have a fucking contract for Bundesliga where they need to get a slot there and then they're putting Bayern Munich on. It's all in conjunction, the whole football calendar across all the leagues. It's like, do you ever get when you notice when you're out with your mates and for example, it might be United fucking Liverpool and then on the same day. Inter are playing AC yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, on the yeah, same day Bayern and uh, fucking yeah. Barca and Madrid are not. It's all in conjunction. It's all in conjunction. We're, we're paying the price for being Liverpool for being in Needle Melba. It's it's why next year when you look at the money that's paid out in TV revenue, we'll always be one or two. Simple oh no no, it doesn't matter where it, we finish. We usually are one or two. I understand with the, the logic of moaning about and so, and I even think Klopp was going to give an up moaning about and I think. Pierce the other day was looking to try to get a headline out of him and then in the end he had to fucking slap together a, a, a report about Klopp trying to mount about it. Look, it is the way it is. Klopp was the far guy initially for coming out and mounting out of him. He took bullets for Solskjaer who mounted after United went away to Goodison Park. I think it was at half 12 on a Saturday and got pumped and then he came out crying about it and Klopp was the one who was picking up. So I, I'm not on board with Klopp being the fucking far guy for any of these managers anymore because it's never going to change because they're the real makers. Sky and all them, they're, they're all the real makers. Like, Liverpool aren't on the box next week. Like, if you're not a match-going fan, you can't watch Liverpool next week because yeah. there's four games on at 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock next on Sunday. On the Sunday, yeah, and because, they, of, because they of your... Priori- and again, monetization, they've prioritised the North London Derby. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. That's well. That's last week, last week we played Villa and we weren't on the telly, and Sky yeah. went to a fucking Crystal Palace and 
don't know, hashtag yeah. Unite or whoever the fuck they were playing. Well, I think that there's an obligation for each team. Yeah, you have to show, to show each team a certain amount. Ah, yeah, but yeah, hopefully so what? It's all, what, what the there's only four international play. breaks during the season. Surely they can move those four games and just not have a half twelve on those four Emma, Saturdays. Emma, I'll go. I'll go deeper again, right? I'm not even joking you. And I'd say it's probably two years in advance that them slots are sold to advertisers. Mm. That's the way it is. That they that advertisers would have paid to have their ads on there. That's how they make that money. Yeah, that's I know. I completely get that. I completely get that. But... That's, just, that's the way that like. It, I agree. It's the biggest load of fucking pants on once. I, it, it's it's bollocks. It's complete bollocks. And it always happens to be Liverpool. And they'll even lean into it because they know Klopp will give them clicks up. It's all in conjunction. It's everything. It's fucking... It's just... It's the state of football and it's going to get worse because they're going to expect them to play more games. Like what's worse for me was fucking England played Scotland in a friendly on the Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, in an international they, because game. They, yeah, was, because they want to get the team no means, And that was on free to air in fucking England. It's just games for game's sake. It's on free to air in Ireland as well, which surprised me. Do you know what I like, So that's what I mean. It's fucking sh- stupidity. Like, it, mm. international friendlies being pe- like, give these lads, like, they're off again in November for another, yeah. another week. Another they're week. Off the whole and, point and when, of the nation's that's what I'm saying, when, when they're off again, when they're off again. Is it? Is it not October and November? No, it's, it's well, I know the October one because after the October one, Liverpool are home there from the 12th on the Saturday. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Um, but look, I think my whole angle on it is, like, I'm not saying, like, the, the stats are there, Liverpool have to play double the amount of 12 torties. And I get what Shawnee's saying with regards to Liverpool being a big name. But, you know, and I, I completely get, you know, who did you want to watch at the first game back after two weeks? It's probably Liverpool and Manchester United. Right, maybe a throw Arsenal in there, maybe one or two others. But I wonder where it gets to the point where, you see, it's probably going to come down to Klopp going, listen, this is a load of bollocks. I'm being public about it. And then people go, oh, he's moaning again. And then in six months' time, it turns out they get rid of the half-twelves and everyone will just go, oh, yeah, that was the right decision. And they just they forget what Klopp said. I know, I know. I'm, I'm not saying get rid of the half-twelves. I'm saying, I'm saying on the international breaks, on the international breaks, they may do something with it. Um, because it's for me, it's a bit... And it's not just because it's Liverpool. I'm kind of going, there's lads literally showing up here at fucking... 9am on the Friday after playing in South America and we're playing 24 hours later do you know what I mean it's it's a bit of a mad one but anyway that brings us to the team do, do you think it's a do you think it's a TNT BT thing and Sky thing because they used to they used to alternate seasons where BT would have the half 12 kick off one season and then Sky would have it the next season and the opposite would have the 5.30 but for the last couple of seasons it's BT have always had the half 12 so yeah. you, and it's only really become yeah. To be honest with you, I the last couple of seasons, I get a bit lost with that because when it comes up, Liverpool are playing a half twelve. I usually have to look her up and go, who are they on? Where are they on? Do you know the sort of way? Yeah, but it's you, always I remember years ago it used to be like yeah. I mean, the short years, right? they used to rotate it. Yeah, they used season. to rotate them. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I used to have to look where they were. Aiden says, and this is a fair point. He says TNT slash BT are using Liverpool now while they can be. Once Europa League starts, our games will be Sundays, and TNT do not have a Sunday slot. So Correct. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, and that's I get, exactly, I get them, I get them wanting to yeah. make that money. I'm just saying from the whole game point of view. I think with teams having so many international players now 
and throwing them back up as quick as they can, by the way, and throwing them up on early towards the towards the afternoon for a Saturday game. Um, like you didn't see a lot of Liverpool's players, you know, that you would advertise them as um, for that game. So it was just a bit of a mad one. But Keith, the team, um, you know, Allison's in goal. We know Trent is out, so we expect the Gomez to go in there. Um, but there's two probably things, big things in it for me. Quanta is one, and the second one is McAllister. So I want to kind of concentrate on them two. Keith, Quanta starts. He plays. Yep. I want to say 80-something minutes, 70-something minutes. Um, how do you think he done? Because I thought he was brilliant. When I say brilliant, I mean, for a young flip making his Premier League full debut, um, I thought he done really, really well. Yeah, I'd even go more than that, like, for a young flip making his Premier League debut. I thought he was excellent. I thought he looked more assured than Matip, certainly, as than Gomez as well. Now, I know Gomez was playing right full, slightly different, but I thought Quanza looked very good. He's big, he's quick, he's good with the ball. You know, yeah. he's not... If we think back to... I love Nat Phillips, you know what I mean? But not in a Liverpool team. Um, that sort of brave, put the head, the Terry Butcher type of defending that went out in 1987. And then you had Reese Williams, and I was led to believe Reese Williams or Billy Cometio could be this big, tall, quick centre-back. And Kwanzaa looks to be that where the other two failed. Uh, I think he looks very assured on the ball. I think he's confident... But not overconfident, which is big as well for a young centre back. He just does the business. He gets in, he wins his balls, wins his battles as much as possible. And I thought he was excellent. I saw someone on Twitter put up about a disastrous debut based on his first half or something like that. And I was like, this fella is watching exactly, Shawnee. This fella is watching a different game. It's just clicks for clicks sake that these maggots are putting out there, and and it's ridiculous. I thought he was excellent. I really did. I I, I don't think there was much we could really do with the team selection at centre back. If Kwanzaa was playing for Lons and was a 19-year-old fucking French centre-back, yep. they would have been wanking over his performance telling Liverpool he should be signing them, having never watched them play football in their life. So that's just... 100%. I think, 100%. I think the biggest thing to come out of it, I think, um, and Tommy says it there, actually, he says Kwanzaa was excellent, played in the makeshift back four. Like, you have to remember, he's playing beside Matip, I don't even think he's played with Matip. Um, and then he has Gomez, who is out on the right. So it really is like the three of them there going... We don't usually start. Do you know the yeah. sort of way? Um, What's your name again? <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of have n- not a patched up midfield, but you have a McAllister going in there that, and you wonder whether he's going to play. But I, I just thought he was really, really good. I just thought, like, don't get me wrong, Liverpool went good in the first half, and we'll touch on it in a minute. But I think it wasn't down to the fact where you're going, oh, we're all over the place here because this Quanta fella is all at sea. Oh, it yeah, was it far was from that. Game. I yeah. thought he was actually, a, and somebody I think said it there, felt it was the it best. Was the most assured, the I think. Yeah, I thought he was the most yeah. assured defender of, of, of the four of them yeah. in the first half. In the he first looked half. like he yes, was yeah. the experienced lad and the other two were the, the lads making their debuts. That's the mm. way of looking. Yeah. They, they seem, I think it was more so because they were probably expecting Gomez to cheat into where Kent was or he was, that was probably the plan and it wasn't happening. He just, he just, he didn't know where he needed to be on the pitch, Gomez, to me and didn't know whether he was to come across and, and cover him yeah, up. Net, and I think they saw Neto that. Does have yeah, yeah. When yeah, Neto gets up ahead of steam, yeah, well, he, is, look, he is very good. If 
Hey, Pedro Neto is a very good player, but it's very he good. Is, he's very good. Actually, he was linked to Liverpool. He was linked to Liverpool well, before. Would you link him again next season? Tell well, you. to be honest That's with you, the, the injury he got was horrendous. And before he got that injury, he was flying. And a lot of people were, were, were kind of mentioning, you know, he would be one that was way up there on the list. Um, he was very good. I think maybe before we signed Diaz, actually, I think maybe that was the name. His name was floating around at the time. Shawnee. Emma touched on something earlier there about he feels like not that he feels that this might be a plan, but it's a fucking plan and um, what we're doing in the first half. But two two things on this, right? McAllister comes back and he probably feels he has to throw one of them into midfield because if he doesn't, he's probably ending up along with a, a Jones, Sabas Loy, Elliot, and he probably t- thought that was a bit maybe too lightweight. Could have played in, Endo. The, in the midfield, yeah. Well, it was Endo away as well, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but but. I know you're gonna. I, I think I think a lot of the problems in the first half comes from the front three that we pick. Yeah, but I want to ask has, you. I want to ask you. Is something in the, is something in their head, Johnny? Because it felt actually like me, to me like Liverpool went out there on Saturday and it was like, let's not go hell for leather here. Let's do <coughs> a professional job in the first half and we'll bring these boys in on 45, 60, 75 and we'll turn the game and we'll go and win it. But the plan no. just didn't work. The plan didn't work at all because we just I thought we just so sluggish. From the bits I was watching, it was like Gomez was actually trying to play that trend yeah, yeah, when he yeah, should yeah. when he should have just been a right back. And I think that's on Klopp. I think the setup was wrong. And then to give Klopp his flowers again, I think for not for the first time or the second time or maybe even the third time this season, he completely changes the game with his substitutions. Which is yeah. something that I'm not being funny. I think I've said more times in the last month on this podcast than I had in the previous six, seven years with Klopp. Is that his changes completely changed the game. I think game the issue started, I think that the issue started with Liverpool on Saturday morning with Gakbo and Jota being in the same eleven. I just think it allows their defenders to go, well, we can just we can go up. We can go yeah, that way. They're not stretching. They're not stretching. Because they're not counting behind us. And they're, they're not counting. And they'd be right yeah. to say that because I really like Gakpo. I do. I, I, I'm a big fan of Gakpo and I'm a fan of Jota. But I think in certain systems, I think with the two of them, neither of them are doing. We weren't causing them enough problems where they had to alter how they were setting up and they were literally just going, we'll, we'll push on. And then the game completely flipped when Diaz came on because it was all of a sudden going, all right. We have these pin now and allowed us to get a little bit more control and you see Sabozloy kind of going into sort of a, a number six role where he has way more effect on the game yeah. and then all of a sudden the game flips on its head so instead of us being under the cost for 45 minutes we're in the ascendancy and we're asking them questions and it just felt like obviously it's different watching the highlights of the game you're not watching it live because when you're watching it live you kind of get the the, the feeling of there's an inevitability here that Liverpool were going to kick on and get the goals, but it's fucking pointless to say that in, in foresight when you know the score of the game. But it just looked like Liverpool had total control of the game. And then, again, even Darwin comes on and doesn't directly contribute to a goal, but it's just... And I'm not even going to use the word chaos. It's just a fucking handful. He mauls Dawson for the third goal. It gives them something to think about going the other way. And I think that's not something a front line of Jota, Gakpo, even Salah now, because I think we're starting to see a different type of Mo yeah. Salah. I know we're going to get into him. It's not the blistering 
Mo Salah, that's gone up on you know, about 10, 20 yards now. He's a different type of player. He's still really effective. Um, so I just think Klopp, Klopp, obviously, he said it himself. I was looking at parts of the fourth half going, what the fuck? And he rectified it. And it was completely... Uh, the game was torn on its head. It, it was to fucking... To, to parrot that bleed, old saying. It was a game of two halves. It definitely was. And Klopp quickly re- recognises the mistake. I think one thing you need to big up is the attitude of the players as well. To not kind of let the heads drop and kick on and say, well, do you know what? We will fucking do that. And we seem to have a little bit about that about us again, which is good, which nobody's talking about. Nobody's talking about the fact that, like, that last year, the first half last year was not too dissimilar to the first half of Molyneux last year. Yeah. Just they took their chances and we end up getting pumped. We end up getting pumped because last year it is we got 1-0 down early and heads were gone. Heads were gone completely. Where That didn't happen. There seemed to be a semblance of kind of, do you know what? We'll get back into this game and we'll turn it around. And we did. Um, and it was a fucking really, really impressive second half from, from Liverpool. But nobody will talk about it because they'll talk about the KG Force 45. But I think we looked. There's, there's so many players now showing different strengths that are both. Darwin Nunes being one. Cordes Jones looked good from the bits that I've seen. Yeah, Lewis Diaz is quietly being brilliant again. Really, quietly being really effective again, changing games. Mo Salah's not, not, he's not scoring goals, but his output is still fucking mad. His output is still mental in terms of assists. And then you have Harvey Elliott coming off the bench, who's cameos every week. He's been excellent this season, hasn't he? Yeah, you're, thinking, yeah. you're thinking to yourself now, like, how far off a start is, is Harvey Elliott? Um, so, like, it's green shoots all around for me. I, I don't see, I, like, I, again, you lads digging out a 19 year old Kwanzaa. Like the numbers don't lie. He, 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 he had a brilliant game. I think he even looked good against against Newcastle. Klopp's obviously made a decision there on him as if to say, am I going to spend 40, 50 million on this fella or, or on ex-defender or am I going to give this lad a go? And it seems like he's giving him a go. So, look, fucking, I'm, I'm delighted how it played out. Like a 12, 30 away after an international break. Give me the three points and go on the fucking road home. It's, um, Keith, look, we'll get on to the, the second half and stuff, but just sticking on the first half for a minute because <clears throat> there's the whole international break. It's 12 towards away. Wolves were well up for it. Um, although I think we were we were sluggish, but if we do that against a better side, we could be in, in trouble. So although we win the game, and like I said, we, we'll talk about the, the positives in a bit. You have to look at that fourth half and say, listen, you need to start quicker than this. Like this, I think this might be the third time this season we've come behind to win this season. And that you'll get away with that for so long, and then you won't. And you know how this leaves work, Keith. If you, if, you, if you mess up twice, you're out of it. Simply out of it. You know what I mean? Like If we mess up twice in the next month, we could be eight points off Man City. And we're not clodding that back. We just aren't not the way they not the way they play and the way everyone else reacts to how they play, but yeah, you, you still have to look at the negative pieces of a Keith. Although we're all delighted, and for me, if you, regardless who you're putting on the pitch, if he can play with him or whatever, the walk rate has to be there, Keith. And it just wasn't there for me. It was second to every ball. It was half tracking teams, and and I laughed me head off at Man United on Saturday. Like I laughed me fucking head off yeah, watching them on Saturday, but. 
part of us in that first half was a bit lax tracking, getting to the pitch of the ball, sloppy passes. And you'd be laughing at one team one week and the next week you're doing it unless you fucking sort it out quick enough. Yeah, I sort of get where you're coming from, but I don't totally agree with it because That's okay. I think we've... I'm not saying it's a shy point, Gav, but it's no, no, I'm only joking. Um I think right, I think we've 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 been behind the eight ball a lot this season in the sense, yeah, we are giving away goals and that, but we've played two games with ten men, well, parts of two games with ten men. We've been patching in teams. But the difference is what what winning these games and the fixtures have been difficult and they you know the, the the camaraderie in that team, you know, you see it when Elliot scores and him and Cortes are in the bleeding crowd and even on the, the second goal, I think it is, that they're shouting. It reminds me so much of the title winning team in the sense that they all look to be up for the fight, whereas last season they didn't. And I think if you look at a Manchester United, for example, if ever there was a false dawn, was them last season, in my opinion. They took advantage of other teams being a little bit shy. And they ran and they had this big grandiose thing that they're back, they're back. I don't compare us with them at all. I think we look, now I'm not saying we're going to win the league, although I do think we have a good chance of winning the league, but we have that little bit of verve and zip about us now that we had back then in the sense that, not that you're going, I, I don't buy into Emmett's theory that we're letting teams go 1-0 up on us just to, uh, just no, to, I never said to, to come back, just, to, <laughs> just for the BT ratings. But uh, no, I just think... I think they have that bit of fight in them again. I think they have that bit of bit of hunger and bit of spark. Um, I think, I think the players that have come in and maybe the players who have gone out who maybe had gone stale. Um, I think Liverpool have a bit of verve about them again, and you know, in different games at different stages, we've been speaking. Like I thought, for example, Joe Gomez struggled yesterday in the first few um, twenty minutes, maybe of the game, thirty minutes. I thought he got better as it went on. I thought Matip was poor yesterday, but I thought they were excellent in other games. I think all the players are starting to look a little bit like they have it. Now, with the exception of Alexis McAllister, I wouldn't have played him yesterday. Not a chance. Yeah. I would have looked at anyone else. He on looked the bench like he was on him. fumes. Well, he, he played in Bolivia, and I watched the game in Argentina against Bolivia, and he was very good in it. But they're playing at... Um, 12,000 feet above sea level, and you had it's oxygen like things. It, it's ridiculous and it's just it's very difficult to come back and play and I sort of looked I didn't expect him to play I didn't expect any of the South American Bar Allison to play and I was surprised that he was the one who did come into the team and I think it looked he just looked off and I'm a huge McAllister fan he looked off he gets an early booking and I think he was be he was absolutely screwed from early on but I think Liverpool feel their way back into it. And I think, you know, Neto gives them nightmares. He's, he's all over Joe Gomez. That was the Wolves' game plan. It was an early start. They know Liverpool don't traditionally deal well with the early starts or haven't in the last year. They're back from the internationals. They know there's going to be a lot more um, a lot more verve in the Wolves' team. They're at home. It's an early kickoff for them. They know we can get at Liverpool here. They started off like that. Liverpool were behind it, but I just think as the game goes on, Liverpool got back, and that's a sign that this Liverpool team are different than the ones that have been there for the last year or so. I think we're looking at a team now that you know they have that bit of um, bit of boy. The, the players we spoke about, 
so Bosloy was I thought was brilliant second half yesterday. Absolutely phenomenal dropping back into a six. And he's done that as well. He's had to do that before, didn't he? And was it Bormit? He said um he had, he had to, to drop, drop back in when in he went there to as 10, well. Yeah. And yeah. I just think he's looking But still manages to go up and down the pitch. Yeah, he's a big engine on him. Curtis Jones, we said Harvey Elliott's coming into that team. Like there's a young Young bunch of players in there, and I know Ryan Gravenberg comes in and at the end of it, but it's another 21-year-old player. They look hungry and they look like they have legs, and I think that Liverpool, we're seeing the 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 shoots of, of the new club team, and I think they have that fight again. And Well, I wasn't, wouldn't say I wasn't worried going 1-0 down, but I did genuinely think that what we've seen, based on evidence, we would get that back, whereas the thing with Manchester United being poor and laughing at them, I think they're a poor team in a very bad moment um, United, and they don't have it. United remind me of us last year. Just teams <coughs> running all over them. I know just, this is not yeah. it's just It's just a point. That it, just, it was. It was they very played, like They played 58 games, I think. They played a lot of games last year. They go all the way in the Carabao, all the way in the FA Cup and deep into the Europa League. So they play around 58 games. Um, and like bouncing to do the requisite business and it's it's like watching it's like watching Liverpool it's like very reminiscent of watching Liverpool now I'm not saying I have any sympathy for them but it's just you can see that the players are just they haven't got it in them like I, I retweeted a clip there earlier I've been second goal and the only thing I can notice is that Marx Rashford's walking after the ball it's fucking it's shocking so I don't know I, I I think it's worse over there than it was for us last year because because they like, don't have as good players as us. And ex- exactly, and like how how long is fucking Ten Hag gonna get off the back? And they've a manager going around causing rows where everyone he can get his fucking right. hands on as well. So yeah, yeah. Let, leave leave them to it. I just I fucking wish we are just playing them next week. Honestly, yeah. I just. <laughs> No, I think you're better off playing them when they feel like they're they're gonna come and get you, and then you go and get them because that's what happened at the seven nil at Anfield, and they thought they were coming to Anfield for a nice day, and that was just the best thing ever. Emma, Keith mentioned something there before we got off the fourth half, and he said, and um, this probably leads us into the second half. That team last season, okay, a lot of them go to Molyneux, they go to Brighton, they go to different parts of the country, and they Forest. Yeah, they just capitulate. You know, there's nothing in them. They they go one down, then it's two. Probably end up three. They, 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 there's no ideas. You can see there's no energy in them. But we are being outworked yesterday. But their heads never dropped. You know, they kept going, they kept going, and then bang, they make a few changes. And like to be honest with you, they had new. They had Wolves exactly where they wanted them from the start of the second half yesterday. I think Diaz makes a massive difference. I I do because, and I agree with the lads who said it earlier. Because, like you said, he can go in behind you. But not only that, if you think Neto runs at you, this fella just fucking terrorises you. You know, and he's and he's changing his game where he's going inside and out, which I love about him because it, it just it just puts that doubt in people's mind. But is that the biggest thing to come out of yesterday? That. We were in a similar situation there last season, two last season, and this season we came out and went, and a lot of the same players, by the way, uh, they came out and went, no, we're not having this. I mean, we're going to go and we're going to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree with Keith. I think if if that game was last season, we we definitely lose it. Um, but I said it earlier on, at, at no point, because we've done it twice already and once against 10 men, um, I always thought that we were going to come back 
Um, and then we saw it probably the last 10 minutes of the first half. I think we were a lot better. We nearly equalized just right on the stroke of half time. But it's that, and I hate saying it, mentality monsters. That game yesterday actually reminded me when we went to Villa. I don't know yeah. what season it was. And we went one down, I think. Yeah, we won the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Robertson scored as well. That's yeah. what that reminded me of yesterday. Um, the problem at this, in the first half, I think, and I agree with Shawnee, Gakbo and Jota seemed to want to be dropping to, to get the yeah. ball rather than spinning and going in behind or being a threat down either wing. And that's, like like I said, Diaz coming on changed. I don't think it's the only thing that changed it. But he's, he was looking to get in behind. Nunes would be looking to get in behind. So that actually would move Marso into the middle and was kind of going from inside to out rather than outside to in. Um, and that's something else that they had to, to try and work with as well. Um, but yeah, look, yesterday, a very poor first half, but I didn't lose faith. I honestly thought that we would come back. Um, I didn't think we'd probably win it as comfortably as we would. We did. I thought we might have scraped a 2-1 like that Villa game. Um, but yeah, definitely, mental, for me, mentality monsters. I think McAllister probably only plays because he's the first one back. I think he was back the earliest day of all of them, 4 a.m. on Thursday. But he was on bleeding oxygen or something on the way home on the plane, wasn't he? Some oxygen tank. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, 12,000 feet. 12,000 feet. I get out of breath coming up the stairs. I can't imagine playing a fucking 12,000 Red Steve feet. said it's four oh, miles yeah. above sea level. <laughs> that can't be right, can it? Yeah, well, oh, it is. Well, it's, I think it's Mexico City is only higher, is it, or is it even higher? I don't know if it's even higher because Bolivia, it's a little soil track there, right? So, Bolivia, that stadium in Bolivia, it's 12,000 feet. And FIFA brought in the only thing that's though. higher than it is the smoking area in Chasers and Ballyfermi. You have to go on the roof. That's 12,000 feet. FIFA banned games at altitude. Uh, you could only play at a maximum of something like 4,000. And Bolivia were going mad saying, listen, we don't have anything at 4,000. So you'd want to fucking up that again. And they got rid of the ban. Because players are bollocks when they play. If you watch South American football, if you watch any even Copa Libertadores. Bolivia are bleeding. The Bolivians are digging holes in the beaches to play pitches on over. Like we had to get the, the ward yeah. off Virgin Media. I think there's cosmic events all over. They got all over there. That's it. That's it. But no, it is. It's, it's a big, big deal when you're playing over there in, in La Paz and in Lima as well in Peru. And players so far were it. The best players in the world so far with that. <laughs> All right, but can I, can I move on to the, the good bits? Um, Shani, Cody Gakbo loves a back post to happen, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a, it, you know, he's such a fucking intelligent player because if you watch the goal back, the ball is kind of bobbling around the box like a bit of pinball wizard. But as soon as Jota gets it to give it to Salah, he's like, I'm going, I'm going there because I know Salah's going to pull it back across. So I don't know whether it was a shot or not from Mo, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, he Most does that really well, and that, that's a sign of a good player. And I think, like, we moan about international breaks, but I think the international break done Gakpo good because he goes away with the Netherlands, starts two games, scores a couple of goals, plays himself into a bit of form. And um, because he was amazing at the back end of last year, and he hasn't really got going this season, but he was he was better on Saturday, yeah, from the bits that I saw. and he takes his goal really well. I think he's going to score loads of goals like that. He's just 
a very very intelligent footballer. Um, it, it's and Sabozlo is right through the midfield. It's fucking majestic as well. He's like just like a gazelle, like Shergar riding fences he was, and then just lays it off to Diaz on the edge of the box. So it was a really good like it was it was always going to be something like that because when you're one nil down away from home against side like Wolves who are trying to just fucking uh, they pack out the box and make it difficult for you and you, you just have to find a yard somewhere and we done that uh, it was a brilliant it was a a lovely little finish I was delighted sorry LFC Monty I missed that a minute ago he says Mac 10 won't be the first lad that's come back breathing heavy from Bolivia <laughs> so uh, there you go um, Keith Keith um, I'm going to go on to the, I'm going to go on to the second goal in a minute but can we talk? Do you know what? I see stats on this fella like literally every week, right? Because it just the stats keep going up. But Mo Salah is a joke, isn't he? Like I was looking at today, two hundred and sixty-six, I think it is, goal involvements in three hundred and ten games for Liverpool. Um, like he's breaking his own records. Like he's literally like I seen. A, um, was it the the last game before the international break? It was like Mo Salah is the the. the the first player since Mo Salah to be involved yeah. in, in goal contributions for games. 10 games in a row yeah. or 15 games yeah. in a row. Like, he is changing what he's doing. He still has that pace for me, but I think he's becoming, I think it's a maturity in him um, rather than the style of play thing. I think he's I think he's shouldering a lot more responsibility in this team where he was just this flying fella that would just get goals and goals and assists. I think he's, I think his responsibility kind of feels it now at Liverpool. But, um, it's just mad to read every week. Like, it really is. Yeah. Like, I seen Sean, he tweeted today, and he said he's the best winger the Premier League's ever seen. Go and argue with someone else if you think he's not. Like, it's hard to argue with that. You can't argue with that. Like, the thing is, right, Mo Salah, Sean, he touched on it earlier and said, you know, he's changing his game. He's not the Mo Salah that he was. And that's the thing, like, you're seeing now... It's all goal involvements now. No one's talking about goals. For the first, what, four or five years, it's all Mo Salah goals, Mo Salah goals. Mm. The goals are starting to maybe dry up a little bit from where they were, but the involvements are going up. Is is all-around play is a lot better. A lot, I'd say it's a lot better. I'm afraid to say it's a lot better because when he was lightning quick and he was tearing teams up, it was pretty good as well. I think but it's more creative. It's he's getting in the ball, he's getting on the ball in better areas. Last season, I know we keep going back, it was a shit show last season, and I just felt he was I felt he was terrible last season. He was standing on the wing, he wasn't getting involved. And I just think now, I think Emma might have said it earlier, like he's getting in different positions now that he's picking up the ball and he's causing havoc. And the type of assist he gets, when you look back at his compilation of his assists, outside of the outside of the boot, little zingers across the blade box and all like that. Absolutely ridiculous some of the stuff he does. The ball to Robertson yesterday, great little roll into him. You know what I mean? So we're seeing a different Mo Salah. And we're now looking at goal involvements rather than just pure goals. It's a sign of a player who's maturing and is changing his mindset and his game because he's not having to get don't get me wrong, I never want to see him take a penalty again, but I think I'll just have to I'll have to live with that that he will take penalties when they come up. But I'm not comparing them with Lionel Messi because no one sort of compares with Messi. But we saw when Messi got older, he wasn't scoring 50 goals in a season. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't scoring 60, 70 goals in a calendar year. But he changed how he played. And I think we're seeing that with Mo Salah now. The pace is it's still there to an extent, but it's not as as blistering. And he has to maybe preserve the energy from the runs. 
But we're seeing a totally different flair, and it's it's great to see because the problem Sean you touched on it as well in that first half was you you were dead right Sean. It's the players were too deep, the forwards weren't stretching, and Salah isn't that player anymore. So the other two have to you have to get something from the other two that'll do that, and that's where Diaz has been excellent because Diaz will sort of try and stretch. I will get in behind. And even if he does drop in, he has that pace to get away. And and it's a different different game. But with Salah now, we're seeing, you know, he, he's not going to get many over the top that he'll, he'll be just chasing down and and he'll be running onto. But I think we're seeing a, a player that's evolving into a creator as well as a goal scorer. And his numbers are just going to be ridiculous. Like, it was always the, the goal scoring thing and now it's the assists. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence either that the, you look at the two, like, what are the we have six the six forward players we can pick from with the Darwin, Diaz, Jota, Gakpo, Salah, and you're saying dope, right? I don't think it's a coincidence that you have lads who are comfortable in dropping and taking the ball in space and then you've other lads who are capable of fucking being lightning in behind. And that has to be a fucking nightmare for teams to set up against because I think it there's Gakpo, you're the centre half. Do I go with him? Do I stay? Do I leave all that room in behind? Well, nobody's going to run in. Oh, well, you know what? Nunes is on now. So I kind of have to watch that and he can get torn now. And then you have Salah, who was previously probably unpredictable. Where the, a big thing for me is now he's cutting inside and he's not just fucking shooting every time. He's laying it off, getting the back of playing it in behind. So there's like different strings as well. Like, I think Mo has always been underrated as a playmaker. Just solely because of the amount of goals that he scores. Um, the, the year we win the Champions League, some of the assists he get are fucking outrageous. Some of the passes he's made are outrageous. And we're just seeing more of it now, I think, because there's other players capable of just fucking putting the ball in the net. That's not... Because Bobby was the one who was doing that type of stuff. Yeah. Where Mo's kind of adopted that round now where he's playing the ball in behind. Like, it's horses for courses, this Liverpool team. And that's what I love, that like there's a mixture of midfielders now. There's a mix of forwards where, again, we're un- we cried out last year when we couldn't scrape two fucking wins together to be unpredictable and different. And that's exactly what we are now. That's what flipped that game on his head. I'm not going to lie to his boys. I was kind of feathering the nest and making making peace with the fact that Mao's off next to my boy. I actually don't want him to go. I really don't. I, I genuinely I don't. don't. I, I hope he sees it. I, I, I don't think I understand it's probably in the works or whatever but I'm I thought it was comfortable with, with him going but I'm actually fucking not because I won't be happy with this fella leaving the league until he gets the flowers that he's deserved he's the best wide player the Premier League has ever seen Hazard Ronaldo gigs stick them all up your bollocks Ronaldo was scoring loads of goals for United at that time he was basically playing as a centre forward Mo's a winger he's always been a winger his output is off the fucking Charts. I put up a tweet earlier ago. The best midfield, best wing on the, the Premier League at the same. Talk to the wall, and you don't get any pushback. The opposition fans know it. That's why they're fucking desperate for him to get. They, they hate. Him. They want to get rid of him. I hope he stays till the end of his contract because I don't. Yeah. I don't think. He, I don't think. He, I don't think his job's finished. I don't think he owes his hands, to, or I don't think his job's finished. I'd love to see him sign a contract extension. I think I don't, and I don't think anyone wants him to leave. I just think with the sort of money that's being touted, 
I think it'd be hard for us to get in a contract extension out of him with this sort of money sitting over here and he'd be 33, yeah. 34 years, or whatever he'd be. Um, but we're, I think I think you've kind of hit, Shawnee, on what I was saying and Keith a little bit as well. When he played with Mane and, and Firmino, they were outrageous because Firmino dropped in and then he looked for those two boys to go, whether it was out wide or running that inside channel. And that's what we were about. And we are so good at the teams couldn't deliver us. Now I think what's happening with Salah is he's looking and he's going, well, Gakbo does a bit of Firmino stuff, but Darwin is like, gone, good luck. Do you know what I mean? Um, you have Diaz, that's that's lightning. You have so much going on there. I think he's it's not being forced upon him, but the moves we've made in transfers has kind of pushed him to evolve himself. Rather than saying, listen, you don't just stick out doing what you're doing since 2017. We're bringing in these different types of players now. And look how central he's getting at times now. Look how central at times he's getting, where he knows, look, I can get a ball off Trent centrally now. If I drop in there, Trent's going to hit me with it. You know what I mean? If I get it centrally, I can hit Darwin with it. right? Or if I get centrally, he'll go into Gakbo and he'll find a way to me. And I'm in on goal rather than running down wings. I'm in on goal. So I think I think it's kind of pushing to evolve himself. And I think I think it suits him at this stage of his career because he's a much better footballer than people give him credit for. Like People just see him as pace and a good left foot and you know things like that but he's a he's a much better footballer than people give him credit for and um you see him there yesterday bar deflection he gets three assists yesterday and i'm still giving that goal to elliot anyway um i'll be counting in my end of season stuff because i think it's a joke that he doesn't get it but emma the diaz goal sorry before we move off that the diaz goal against chelsea was was a prime example you know yeah. salah cuts in and as sean he said nine times out of ten over the years he's gonna run in there and shoot and he doesn't, he just makes this pass and it's a ridiculous pass in and it's a goal. And that to me sort of summed up the creativity of Salah. He's had better assists, but not many than that one. But that was just pure. It wasn't a greedy player that he's been accused of being in the past. It was a creative player that saw the opportunity and played. And, and I just think that's where we're seeing the, the difference in Salah this time. The thing is, right, if you remember back to... um. 18, 19, when we win the Champions League, we go away to Bayern Munich in the second leg of the Champions League, if I remember right. And he hits an, a ridiculous outside of the foot pass uh, for Mane, I think, to score the tort on the night ahead of her, right? And everyone's like, did you see that from Salah? Now he's just doing it and everyone's going, yeah, just Salah just does that. Salah just does that. Do you know what I mean? And even that one we're going on to now with Robertson, it's not easy what he's doing. It's not easy. Not with the outside of your foot to wait like that. It's not easy. But Emma, I was fucking thrilled to see him score yesterday because the amount of times you see Andy Robertson intercept, <laughs> pass a ball, run 40 yards, and then go, I'll just stop here now and let them do it. But he kept going and going and going. And it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. And, and it was a huge goal for us, wasn't it? Because for the dominance we had in the second half, you'd have been gutted, really. Even though the first half, what yeah. we've spoken about, you'd have been gutted coming away going, we should have won that. But to see him captain on the day, slotting that home, and the reaction of him was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you want to see more of it from. It was it was his two hundred game as well, two hundred start yeah. or two hundred game for yeah. Liverpool captain yeah. on the day. It's actually him that picks up the ball in the centre circle from the yes Jose from the Sar kick, kick out. Yeah, um, he just continues on his run. Um, it's an unbelievable ball. Did, did they call it a Travella? Is that what they call it when you pass with the inside of your foot? I don't know. Yeah, These, yeah, yeah. Travella. I think Salah's had three or four of them. It sounds like a fence you'd put out the back. 
Yeah, trellis. <laughs> he's had three or four of those assists this season. Yeah. Or three, at least three or four of those balls into the box with the outside of his foot, um, right foot, left foot. But Robertson's finish, I think, is is just as difficult because he's hitting it with his left foot. You're, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, you're, you're, you're naturally at that with your right, and not <coughs> left footed. One of the more difficult finishes that you've seen Robertson, he's had way easier chances than that, and he's blazed them over the bar, blazed them wide. But um, you could see, see what it meant to him when he ran towards the fans. Um, yeah, an unbelievable goal. A, a great finish. It looks like it's only a tap-in. It's it's oh, it's definitely not. Try do it. Get a ball and get your mates and go down to the park and try and make that finish. It's extremely difficult to let that ball come across your body onto your left foot and, and stick it, slide it on. Trossard scored uh, yeah. for Arsenal today, similar, didn't he? Similar. Well, I wasn't watching, yeah. Um, but, um, but they're forward yeah. players. Can I just yeah, say yeah. something, by the way? Robinson has been fucking brilliant this season. He has, yeah. Brilliant. Very quietly under the radar, hasn't it? He? He's not getting yeah. any of the flowers for it. Well, you see what's what's happening at the moment with, with, with Robertson is I think he's had he's been very good this season. I think the back end of last season he looked a bit lost for me in what we were trying to do, and he and he was on the verge for me of becoming a scapegoat because we were getting he was meant to be kind of trying to play this left sided centre half thing when he really wasn't. He was just a left full back, and we were just playing two centre half really wide. And letting Trent go and what doing what they're doing. And you're seeing all summer people saying sign a centre half, sign a left side of centre half. And I think we should sign a left side of centre half, but for different reasons. I think we should be looking to future proof that that part of the team. Um with just the age Virgil van Dijk is at and stuff like that. But um yeah, I, he very rarely lets you down. He very and and if he makes a mistake, you go, that's his mistake. But many times you say, Jay's that was a bad mistake. Do you know what I mean? But He's been very, very good. And I think, you know something, I think this is another knock-on effect of, of Fabinho and Henderson leaving as well. I think you're seeing players that will consider themselves leaders. He's a Scotland captain. But he's definitely, like, he was probably on the periphery of a leadership group or whatever it might have been over the last couple of years. I'd say he's bang centre of it right now. And players, some players just love that. Do you know what I mean? In there, and it, they, they look, they want to play well every week, but when they're kind of head of this, this leadership group that they go on about, you feel that extra responsibility. You feel like you have to do it. You know what I mean? It has to be done every single week. You can't lay off at all. Because, like, if you don't do it, these other lads that are in the squad that might be looking up to you, how can they look up to you if you're not fucking doing it? You know, the sort of way. Um, but I was absolutely delighted for him. Um, we get we get the third goal. Um, you know, it's it's another goal. Nunez is really good for it. I think it's Nunez is good for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> gets it to Salah Salah whips it back um, Elliot hits it it's probably going wide but it goes in and Elliot's delighted he's in the crowd and everything the only thing I will say is if he keeps scoring goals and getting in the crowd he's getting a bleeding suspension and I hope Klopp gives him a slap across the back of the head <laughs> it was like he was on the crypt in fact there wasn't oh the stop he had to go over and all to get to the crowd do you realise when they jumped that how far they are actually from the pitch <laughs> I'm kind of looking going I'm kind of looking, if you're on the front yeah, row there, you're struggling to fucking seal it. You know, that sort of way. Yeah, it was. It was like the playing Grand National. He was jumping that many things. <laughs> but um, look, it, it ends 3-1. It's a really good win. It's four wins on the bounce. I think it's 16 or 17 on beating in the league um, going back to last season. Um, it puts us in good good shape going into West Ham next weekend. But before that, I'm just going to touch on it quickly. Um, the Europa League starts. Um, 
we're away on Thursday night, quarter six kickoff, I think. Um, but just, just isn't it? It is the quarter six. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, <coughs> again, Liverpool being thrown into the quarter six thing for the TV. Um, oh, fuck off, my own boys. I'm only messing with you. I'm only winding you up. I don't give a fuck. Like 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 um, I'm forced to give her over. <laughs> what is wrong with him? We just said it. We just said it to wind you up, relax. Um, <laughs> but come here, Shani's having a seven. I come here, uh, Emma. I go Emma Key, Shani. Um, what way are you lining up? Are you looking to go strong here? Are you looking to get this group done? Are you, is it purely no. experimental from from early? No, because the game the weekends like West Ham are decent this season. So, I mean, I think we can go semi-strong and, and give main players. There's players in there that are going to need minutes. I mean, Van Dijk has not played in God knows how long. He, he's due back next weekend. I think he plays some part, whether he starts or whether he comes on. Um, I'd be looking to play uh, Kwanzaa. Um, I'd probably play I'd be given by Chetic minutes 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 by Chetic. Um I think Gravenberch might get time on the pitch as well. <coughs> um and I'd love to see Doak get a start as well. Mm. Um, I, I don't know whether all of, I don't know whether all of those start, but they should all most definitely play. Is it a plastic pitch? Oh, I got it don't know. If it's a if it's an Astro leave all the boys at home play the twenty ones. Yeah. Not joking. Win your home games and just fucking win the group. Don't honestly, I wouldn't be playing on plastic pitches. I wouldn't be sending any of the boys. Out. I don't know. I honestly. don't know over this. Are you allowed to play on the plastic pitches in the Europa League? No, I'm sure you can, yeah. Are you? Can you play in the Champions yeah, League? Sure, not on the, 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 not on the, yeah, no, sure. Uh, no, Dundalk played all the it, games. It, and, it was the, United played uh, hybrid grass. Hybrid grass. Should Anfield has hybrid grass for fuck's sake? Well, that's what last is. Still these days, yeah. Anyway, semi synthetic. They call it, isn't it? I, I don't. I don't like. I, I'm. I'm all for throwing a load of lads out there, but I don't want to get to the stage where we're kind of going. This is like league cup level of of players. Do you know what I'm sort no. of way? Um, people are saying there Van Dijk, uh, Canate may need some minutes before they get back into West Ham. I'd play I'd play Kwanzaa again and I'd probably play Gomez with him. Um if you can find something to do a right back, but that's the only thing. What? What was his injury? He went yeah. off injured Kwanzaa. Ah, he was Have you heard that? Grant, he was sound. Because this would be the type of game that you play him and you and you give him the minutes yeah. in and you build him up that way. This is ideal. I sort of think, yeah, you go semi um you West know, Ham, of course, maybe gets Euro- a game. The Europa on tours as well, they're home. Yeah. Who are they playing? I don't know. I can't even pronounce her name. They got the eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all. So, sorry, just before before we say on, all three of our away games are at quarter six. Um, in the, in the Europa League. Yeah. Lottery. For the telly. Well, it gives us more time to get home, I suppose. Yeah. But 
it's it, there yeah, you go there you go there you go take the positives but Sorry now the jet the lag, team, I suppose. But, we're not down Belgium. Belgium or France as well. We're not counting the blade. Yeah. Saying, blade. Shoddy haste, well, that is the beauty. That is the beauty of the <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm, I'm considering not even giving it any time until we're at least in a qualifying. It's a load of bollocks. I don't have to say. Like, just, for, just for entertainment. <laughs> this is some of the teams playing, right? Serviette are playing Slavia Prague. Swiss against the Serviette. Is that what you call them? Serviette. Serviette, yeah. Yes. Serviette. It's part of Prague are playing against the Bottle of Beach. Erdis hey. Limassol. Fucking West Ham are playing the ESBs over 25s. It's, I'm sorry, boys. I, I, I should be getting above our station. We're in it because we deserve to be in it. But it's, uh, Very this sounds so. a little bit elitist, but it's a fucking loud bollocks. Look at the shite in that. <laughs> well, I think I think if you look at the players that you should bring in, I think Simicast might play, Quanta might play, I think Doak, Boychettage, Gravenberch. I think them up four or five, I think you'll probably see. I think Elliot might say Elliot might play as well. But look, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. You, you know, getting players out, and we said it. Getting players out and getting the minutes, and if those players come back from injury or like Van Dijk's suspension, boy, he's played two games. Van Dijk hasn't he in the international, so he's he's absolutely fine. Um, but look, just you you should win that group, easy, easy. But um, if there's one player, then Shani, I'm not going to ask you the name of the team. Fuck that, look, I've, I've caused enough murder here. But Shani, does one player you do want to see in, in the Europa League this season? I think I know your answer already. But who's the one player you really want to see? Put him in there and let him fucking play. Jan Moby. Right. Great. <laughs> Just hold him midfield. He won't play on a plastic pitch. Just give go give him a six game contract and say, Look, Jan, there you go. Here's a run out for you. All the best. Now it's obviously Doak. It's obviously Doak. But Bobby Clark as well. Yeah. It, yeah. it was deadly in pre season. Uh, but yeah, Doak. But the, Darwin's gonna score about fifteen goals in the group stage now. Right. Yeah, Darwin will have a good cracker, I'd say. Did, did Steve McDonald says custard cream league? Did you say custard cream league? Did you say that? No, they're in the conference. They're in the conference. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Okay. Well, listen, um, sure, during the week we'll be talking more about that Europa League stuff. So Shawnee won't be on that show, just to let you know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Shawnee's busy. <laughs> busy. Shawnee's doing fucking dra- pretend he's drafts and quizzes. Shawnee's doing a healing circle on towards the quarter six. He can't make it. Um, right. Listen, uh, rest of the week we will be on tomorrow, winners and losers. We'll probably be on Wednesday looking forward to this Europa League group. Um, we'll definitely be on on Thursday after the game. And um, Wednesday, sorry, we might be doing the Premier League show. We throw in Tuesday or Wednesday as well. So there's loads and loads coming up um, during the week. But I've really enjoyed that show. Liverpool have won again. 13 points from 15. We look forward to that game on Thursday. Some of us do. And we look forward to uh, the game There's against team West Ham. playing in the conference league called Cougar Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Not to and be then com- another one that sounds like a Call of Duty map, Zoya. Sounds like a Call of Duty. I'm going to have a game of team that match on Zoya. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm probably talking out of station there. That's probably a lame war to our country. So, sorry, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for comedic purposes, they're getting lashed out. Yeah. It's a deal with it. 
it's in Ukraine and all oh, no way. <laughs> apologies apologies <laughs> they're having to play a tram years ground and Sean he's absolutely lashing the mail uh, so anyway that has been the fat back four uh, Liverpool win again as I said loads of stuff coming during the week the game on Thursday the game next Sunday we'll be covering all as we go Emma anything else before we go no, all good. All right. Shani, anything else before we go? No, all no. good. We've said enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keith, anything else before we go? What music are you listening no, to? all good. I've been dying to ask um, you for about a month. Oh, do you know who I've been listening to? I, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'm back. I love Joy Division, right? But I've been sort of going down the alternative music in the 80s. And I've gone into a bit of Echo and the Bunnymen. Do you like Echo and the Bunnymen? Good no. Scousers as well. Quality. Bit of that desperate sort of... 80s music you know like uh the cure and all that sort of stuff so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm yeah i'm down that the smiths love the smiths but um yeah i have a great playlist there gav i'm gonna share it with you oh, share loads of yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm down a massive uh, christy more rabbit hole at the minute i have been for about three weeks and even the dog is looking at me now going this prick's playing this again um oh, so wait till he hears the jesus and mary chain he'd be leaving he'd be leaving you you'd be going looking for him at night <laughs> anyway send me that playlist will you I will, of course. Send her on to me down. I'll lash her on for the, for the dog. Uh, Roy, that's been it. Spanish dog. Spanish dog. <laughs> Talk to you a little bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.